Welcome, everybody, to Check the Net, Impact 89 FM's own college basketball podcast. I'm your host, Colin Pearson. I'm joined today by my co-host, Kylie Tabler. Kylie, how's it going this week? You know, pretty good. <laughs> Fourth week this semester. I'm tired already. I know. We're we're getting into those the heat of the classes. I'm having an exam next week. We're just kind of yeah. getting into it. Uh, speaking of getting into it, though, we're getting into the conference season about a month out. And yes. so today's episode, we are going to start talking about conference previews. And uh, I know I'm excited about this, Kylie. I think you are as well. I'm so excited. Yeah. So we're going to pick eight conferences a week for the next four weeks, and we're just going to get it going. Um, first of all, though, I want to check back in. We're going to do a two-minute check back in this week. Um, so we did this segment two weeks ago. We didn't do it last week because there really wasn't much for us to check back in on. Um, but each week we're going to start taking a few minutes, checking on a team, player, or story we mentioned the week before. Um, and then next week we'll check back in a story from this week if there is one. Um, this week we're going to start by discussing the uh, new live video from the bench transmission rule on the women's side specifically. I'm going to start the timer right there. Um but last week, we reported on the new rule regarding the live video bench transmission for coaching. It applies to men's and women's basketball. It's optional for schools to implement. And uh, it's been generally well-received among the men's coaches. But there was a study recently released that shows that women's coaches are 51% not in favor of this rule change. Um, and I just want to talk about that for a hot sec. Like, I feel like, honestly... I feel like a lot of the women's coaches are more old old school coaches. A lot of them have been around for a while and they've been extremely successful without it. So I guess a lot of them probably just don't see them adding any value to the game, I feel like. Yeah, um, but I feel like it can also drastically kind of change the women's basketball game. Um, just being able to see different angles and all that. There's mm -hmm. already uh, potential for more review, potential for more of that. But having the coaches have the video in the men's game is one thing. In the women's game, I feel like it's kind of opening up a can of worms there, too. Yeah, and especially from, at least from my perspective, I think women's basketball is a lot more fundamental and a lot, like, more scrappy to where there's a lot more um, hustle, a lot more fight, and a lot more, like, aggression and, like, scrappy play from players. And I don't know, I feel like video reviewing just kind of takes away that could take away that element, especially if coach, like refs are watching more for that kind of thing. That's exactly what I'm worried about, and I'm sure some of these coaches are worried about that. Um, do you think there will be some coaches that just opt to not use it? Yeah, I 100% I, I think so. Um, just because if, I feel like if you don't see any value and you just think it's going to take away from the game that you guys are playing, like why, why have that at all? Like I like that they're making it optional and they're not requiring it because I feel like requiring it is just like, if you don't want to use it, you're not going to use it. So, I, yeah, I think a lot of the bigger coaches, I think, will opt out of it. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's the end of our two minutes right there. We just thought we'd jump right in with that a little bit quick, just jump into what we talked about last week. Um, but, yeah, like I said, for the next four episodes, we're going to do some conference previews. And with that, let's start it off with the Mountain West. Uh, we're going to go women's and then men's for each conference. Um, but the Mountain West on the women's side has been kind of interesting. Um, they had a t one tournament team only last year. It was UNLV. They were an 11 seed. They lost round one to Michigan in a relatively good game. Kylie, who are you looking at for this year? So I kind of been looking at Wyoming just because I think they were 13 and five in conference. And I think that um, I feel like a lot of the teams in the Mountain West were pretty close in conference record. 
And I just think any given year can be any team. And I don't know why. I think it's just like gut feeling. I feel like Wyoming could potentially do some damage this season. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the Mountain West, especially from last year. Um, Wyoming didn't feel like the team for me. Um, mm-hmm. For me, the 30-3 and UNLV record <laughs> last year um, just felt so dominant. And one Fair. of their losses came as a neutral game against a higher team. I mean, you look at that and you compare it to the 21-11 and 11 from Wyoming. It's just yeah. for UNLV to lose nine more games this year to be back where Wyoming is feels mm-hmm. unreasonable to me. Um, just being that they were so dominant. They were 20-0 and 0 at home last year. Like, yeah. That's... I mean, that's pretty solid. However, I will say Wyoming was 11-3, and three, which is also not... It's just also a really good record to have that's at home. That's fair. Yeah. So I just... Honestly, I think any given year, like those 20-0 and 0 teams like at home, like they're destined to fall. That's, that's a good point. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's look at the men's side, though. Um, San Diego State was obviously in the championship game. They were five seed. Yes. Um, but on the men's side, the Mount West seems to be like the power seventh mm-hmm. conference up there. They had four teams last year in the tournament. Yeah. They had Utah State as a 10 seed, Boise State as a 10 seed, and Nevada as a first four 11 seed. Um, all of those lost their first game in the tournament, but they were all pretty well dominant throughout the year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Kylie, what are you thinking there? Because I know all of those teams, even San Diego State, they were all pretty close last year. Yeah. And a few different games could have changed all of that. Yeah. So I have Boise State, who was 24 and 10 last year. I honestly think in like my bracket last year, I did pick them to win their first game. Um, just because like, again, the Mountain West is so close. Like they like, you know, Utah State 25 and 9, you know, like. 23 and 10 is not too far off from that. So, like, I feel that it's it could be anyone's year. I'm not going to lie. I can't pick San Diego State. They lost almost their entire team because they were all seniors. So I think then I think one of these other teams, Utah State, Boise State, Nevada, is going to be able to move up and take that spot. Yeah, and that's what I was looking at, too. I also didn't pick San Diego State. Um, they had a great year, but mm-hmm. they lost a lot of people, and that I don't think they can come back quite as strong as they were last year. Um, But I was looking at a few different teams. I was looking at New Mexico. I was looking at San Jose State. Both those were 20-win teams last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Neither of those made the tournament, but I think they easily could next year. Um, Same with just like Nevada did, Boise State. Um, The big one I'm watching is Utah State, though. They were 25-9, and and they seemed just pretty well dominant. Um, The only iffy part was their record against quad one was one and six. And so that worries me quite a bit compared to San Diego State's eight and six quad one record. Um, But I think as soon as they figure out that little switch to turn on in a quad one game, Mm -hmm. once they figure that out, and I think they can this year, I think they've got that locked down and I think it's going to be a fun, fun thing to watch for them. Yeah, but from the look of it, every single team except for San Diego State really struggled in quad one. That's, like they that's were all beating true. each other. So, I mean, I, w- I would honestly probably take that kind of with a grain of salt just because a lot of the other teams struggled. But, no, I think yeah, I think that's a good guess. That's a good pick as well. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on a little bit to the Big Sky. So, Big Sky Conference, a little bit of a smaller conference. 
Um, we're going to run through these conferences pretty quick. We'll have conversations, but this is kind of the structure we're going for. It's kind of a quick preview. Um, the Big Sky on the women's side seemed to be a very interesting, um, very balanced top half of the conference. What would you say about that? No, I, I agree. Um, you have a lot of, I believe, I mean, you have a lot of pretty good like records. I mean, Sacramento State... 25-8, Montana State, 1911, Northern Arizona, 2014. So, I mean, they were pretty balanced, I'd say, for the most part. Um, I picked Sacramento State, to be honest. They're 13-5 and five, um, in conference. They had a share of the regular season title, and they won the tournament. So I think that if they can do both of those things, I think they can probably end up doing them again this year. Yeah, and I was looking at that too. Um, Sacramento State, because they made the tournament last year, definitely on my radar, but I really like the look of Northern Arizona. Mm -hmm. Um, Northern Arizona, they were pretty much all um, young. They were a younger team. So Mm -hmm. to go 20 and 14, um, I think they're going to have a little bit more of a breakout year this year. Mm -hmm. And they took second overall record wise they took i think third in the big sky conference record but they really had a good um comprehension as a team and i think they can take down some of these other teams around them yeah Um, and especially for being young you have a lot of potential there going forward yeah um and on the men's side it was pretty well balanced as well i know montana state was the team that made the tournament as a 14 seed on the men's side and that's who I picked to win it again. They felt like a team that had a little bit more to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I picked them as an upset in the tournament as a 14. Um, if not, I was definitely rooting for them because yeah. they seemed like the kind of team that could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, at 23 and 10 was their record for anyone curious. But I feel like they really have a higher ceiling than some of these other big sky teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked Eastern Washington 23 and 11. So legitimately one loss difference uh, between Montana State. And they were the outright regular season winner. So I think with their, I think if they just would have been able to lock down the tournament, which that happens in a lot of different conferences, not being able to lock down in the tournament, especially for those top seeds. I think if they would have been able to, then they probably would have done really well. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get that. Um, And I like Eastern Washington. Mm -hmm. They're, They're a good team, but. I, I still got to stick with Montana State there. I Fair think, pick. I think they can take it again. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch for a few more years here. I agree. And we're just kind of rocking through these. Uh, but Missouri Valley is going to be a little bit more of an interesting one on the women's side. We can spend a little more time here talking about some of this for sure. Mm-hmm. So, Kylie, what are your thoughts about the Missouri yeah, Valley on the women's um, side? Looking at all of their records, they're all very close. I mean, th- they really are... 22-10, 23-10, 23-12, 23-9, Like, those are all really tight records with each other. So, honestly, with the top five, six teams, I think it could be anybody's game. Um, I took Illinois State, 23-9. and nine. Um, I, think I think they have a really good shot of beating some of these teams. Um, but, yeah, no, I this is definitely a conference to watch out for this year, for sure, especially with all these close records. Even though they're smaller, I definitely think that they'll – bring out some competitors. Yeah, I know um, they're usually around a 12 seed, 11 or 12 seed that's given to them in the tournament. But 
I think that's a dangerous place for them to be because mm-hmm. just like in any other tournament, 12 seeds often beat five seeds. And I think a lot of that comes from the Missouri Valley. Um, and this year is going to be no exception, especially on the women's side. Um, we're looking at six teams that could easily take it. Yeah. And I think probably two of those deserve bids, even if they're not going to get them. Yeah, I agree. Um they're just so close to each other, and they're playing so much good and equal competition mm-hmm. between each other in that conference that I think we should see two bids out of there. We won't because the NCAA seems to be against the Missouri Valley. <laughs> um, but I think they're definitely worth watching. I think it's going to be some very entertaining, some very close games. I agree. What um, was your pick, Colin? I'm going to pick UNI. Um, That's a good Iowa. one. Uh, got some friends out in Cedar Falls. So <laughs> shout I, out, shout out to Eli. Love you. Um, but you know you can't go against that. And they had the twenty-three and ten record. They were the second best record percentage-wise mm-hmm. in the Mountain Valley, or not Mountain Valley, Missouri Valley. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but they really struggled on the road. Um, yeah, they had an eight and five on the road record. Um, neutral sites, they were fine. Home, they were fine. So I think they'll be able to kind of take that and switch it a little bit mm-hmm. and be able to kind of make up for that once it comes conference tournament time next year. Yeah. Because um, just like Drake did this year, they were 6-6 six and six on the road this year, um, and they were the ones in the tournament at the 12th seed this year for Missouri Valley. Um, I think you and I can really kind of take that and run with it I agree. Yeah, I was also I was also looking at you and I for the women's side too. So it's but, definitely going to be an interesting conference this year. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean University of Illinois Chicago was nineteen and seventeen. They could take it. Mm-hmm. I think Missouri State, Illinois State, Belmont, or even Drake again. Drake's yeah, it's always good. So you could see any of those teams in. I'm going to pick you and I because of their rough road schedule last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they'll all be fun to watch. Uh, what about the men's side? Because I know the men's side for Missouri Valley is a little less exciting usually. Yeah, I think I ended up I ended up taking Southern Illinois. Now they're twenty two and ten, um, about little little over the midway point in their conference. I don't know why. I just they they were speaking to me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, they were twelve and two at home. That's really good home record. Not too bad. Eight and six on the road. I mean, I just, you know, I have some faith. Quad four, they were 13 and two, pretty impressive. So, and I think a lot, a lot of the middle of the road, I'd say the top, again, like the top five or six are all pretty close in, in record. So again, I think it could be any one of these teams. Yeah. And just like on the women's side, they're usually a 12 seed in the tournament. Um, and Drake was once again, the tournament representative for the conference <laughs> this year, um, cleaning up the Missouri Valley in basketball for Drake. I love it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I look at them, and they were good. Like, don't get me wrong. They were the best team in the conference by just a little bit. Um, I want to take them again. I, I really like Fair. the look of their team. I really like their playing style. Their coach has always been one of my favorites. Um, he just, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, but <laughs> he plays really, really good basketball, and he makes sure his um, players just kind of value the ball a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see Bradley taking it. Um, yeah. Bradley it would be my other pick right there just because 
they were so dominant. The only reason they don't pick them is because they played six quad one teams last year and went 0-6. Yeah, that's a rough one. And as good as you can be in, you know, in the quad two, three, four, you know, I I have a hard time rooting for Bradley when they're 0-6 in quad one because yeah. they're not going anywhere in the tournament with that kind of a record. Right. You got to get at least some wins in each quad. So, no, that's a fair point. Yeah. So, I mean, Drake was 0-1, but they only played one team. So. Right. Yeah. One game. I mean, you never know. You, you can't take it off of that. 0-6. Yeah. You can. <laughs> try, to, try to have at least one win there, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where I'm at with that. Um, let's move on to the A-Sun. So the A-Sun in the women's side, it's, it's so hard because <laughs> everyone feels like they could win except mm-hmm. literally every year Florida Gulf Coast wins because they're just all around dominant. They are yeah. a phenomenal team. They're a great program. Um, they ended up going round to 32 last year as a 12 seed. They were the upset in the women's side. Love it. Love um, it. They were 31 and four last year or 32 and three, depending on who you ask. Um, just looking at records, it's reported differently, different places. I don't know what to feel about that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't pick against Florida Gulf Coast there. They just seem to be the dominant team and we've seen it on the men's side when they were the 14th seed way back you know yeah and went sweet 16 i i can't go against florida gulf coast on the women's side yeah i'm I'm agree with you on that one colin i just don't see how any other team is going to be able to overthrow a 32 and 3 team honestly um i think it'd be great again it'd be nice to see a different uh winner in conference but i just don't think they're i don't think they're going to so, go FGCU. That that sounds sad, Kylie. The the little go FGCU. <laughs> you you didn't sound excited about that. I mean, I I like a dominant team. However, I do like a good upset. So I'm not preying on their downfall, but you know. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, on the men's side, it's a little bit different situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because we saw Kennesaw State win it last year, make the tournament as a 14 seed. Woo. But usually, out of the A-Sun, we're seeing Liberty. And yeah. that's if you're paying attention to the tournament, that's a team you've heard tons of times. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard Liberty. You've probably heard Lipscomb a few times. Yep. Um, you've definitely heard FGCU with all of their upsets. But Kennesaw State's not usually a team you hear. And they made it last year. Kylie, what are you thinking about this year? Do you think they'll be able to hold on to that? I think they'll be able to hold on to that. I mean, they were 23-9 and nine last year. Um, I think they'll be able to do it again. I think this was just one um, bright spot, and I think that there's going to be plenty more in the future. You see, I, I really like Kennesaw State. I love mm-hmm. them. Uh, but I have to pick against them for next year. I got to go back to Liberty. Yeah, um, Liberty felt like the better team all throughout last year. They had a rough road schedule, um, which ended them up at six and seven versus Kansas State's ten and six. You know, mm-hmm. so that kind of hurt them. But when you look at Liberty's just play style and their, you know, I feel like they were a better team and they should have won the tournament last year for ASUN um, and should have made the big tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, they were twenty four nine, so one more win, no less losses. Yeah, you know. They were about the same, and I feel like Liberty is going to take it back next year, I think. 
Potentially. I'd like to see Kennesaw, Kennesaw State keep going, though. And I want to see Liberty come back. So <laughs> we, we can fight on we'll that. Be we'll be at ads. Yeah. Game, you know, it's going to be good season for the ASUN on the men's side, mm-hmm. uh, especially for those top few. Um, in the middle there, a lot of those teams are right around that 50% record. And so it's hard to pick between them. And, you know, just to have those two teams up at the top is always yeah. fun. Uh, let's talk Horizon League. Woo. So on the women's side, I'm going to pick Cleveland State. They were a 13 seed in the tournament last year. They won mm-hmm. it. They were pretty well dominant, I feel like. They were 30 and 4. Yeah. Um, I pay a little bit of attention to the Horizon League because I, being from Michigan, I just I like the teams. You know, mm-hmm. um, Purdue Fort Wayne has a fun mascot. You know, you got to love it. <laughs> um, but love I got to pick mascot. Cleveland State here. Mm-hmm. They just they felt like a more put together team than any of the other ones. That's um, that's fair. Um, I'm taking Wisconsin Green Bay, however. Um, really? Yeah, 28 and six. I mean, they had a pretty. I, I'll say they had a pretty good season. I was seeing like headline stuff about them just kind of here and there. So I think they can replicate it again. I'm not gonna lie. I don't pay much to, attention to Horizon League unless it's on the volleyball side because I know some people who have played or are currently playing in Horizon League. But um, I think I think Green Bay's got a good a good chance next year. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm a guy who will always root for Oakland or Detroit Mercy, but those yeah. two have been by the bottom of the horizon for yeah. quite a while now, so it's uh, it's a little hard for that. I, I got to go Cleveland State here. Um, on the men's side, we saw a 16 seed come out, Northern Kentucky. Love um, it. They did not win their first round. <laughs> I wish they would have. hate to break it to people. <laughs> if you were expecting or thinking that Northern Kentucky won, um, they did not. They were not our 16 for one upset this year. Sad. So I hate to disappoint, hate to be the bearer of bad news there. <laughs> um, but I personally can't find a reason to pick them again. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, um, yeah, Youngstown State ended up having the best record in the Horizon League last year mm-hmm. um, at 22 and 10, and I can't pick them either. They really lost a lot of good players and mm-hmm. didn't play any good teams. Like, they had one quad two game, no quad one games. They just they didn't have any competition that they were really fighting against all season, mm-hmm. which is why they had such a good record. I can't find a reason to pick them either. Um, I'm going to go with Milwaukee. Interesting. I know they weren't. At the very top, um, they weren't Youngstown. They were behind Youngstown State, Northern Kentucky, and Cleveland State. Um, they had 19 and 12 record, but they really put a lot of effort into making sure they had good competition. They'll have some good competition again this year, mm-hmm. and they didn't do badly against those teams. Um, they lost all four of their quad one and quad two games, but overall they played really well all season. Um, just a really solid, consistent team. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm looking for in the horizon this year. Yeah, I mean, I think between Young- Youngstown State, Northern Kentucky, Cleveland State, and Milwaukee, I think it could be any one of them. Um, I took Cleveland State, 20-13, and 13, solid fair. record. That's fair. But again, no wins in quad one or quad two. Got to get that cleaned up. Um, but they dominated quad four, 16 wins, two losses. So I think they've got a good shot. But again, with, with a lot of these conferences, the top four, five, six are all competitive. So any year could be any one of them. 
Yeah, the toughest part with these conferences is that a lot of them don't have um, TV coverage. Yes, and we don't so get to watch. We don't get to watch a lot of these, uh, especially mm-hmm. on the women's side. Yeah. We just don't get to see a lot of their playing styles, a lot of that. We kind of just have to look through records. We have to look through videos and kind of sort through, mm-hmm. which makes it a little bit tough. Um, moving on, though, one of the conferences I'm excited to watch is the Mac. I love, love the, the Mac. Mac. Um, we're all we're both Midwesterners. Yes. You know, we grew up with the Mac. Mm-hmm. It's it's that kind of a conference. <laughs> um, I apologize for anyone listening who's not interested in the Mac. We're going to talk about the Mac for a little bit. Yeah, but, we're very interested um, in the Mac. Because on the women's side, there's a lot of fun stuff going on. Yeah. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. Last year, the representative was Toledo. They won the tournament. Um, personal opinion, they shouldn't have. It should have been Bowling Green. Yeah. Um, but it was great games all throughout. Um, Toledo ended up having an upset. They were a 12 seed. They upset the 5 seed, made it to the round of 32 on the women's side. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a fun fun game to watch. I did watch that game. That was great. Yeah. Um, but, Kylie, who are you thinking? Um, yeah. I know you're from Toledo. Yes, I'm from Toledo. Um, however, I'm not going to be picking Toledo. They have such a good program, though. Love their love their coach. I mean, I've played, you know, at Toledo, and it's just so much fun. You know, great girls, great program. I'm going to pick Bowling Green. So they were 30-7 and seven last year. Um, really good record. It literally came down to them and UT again, which is very fair. Both really good programs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be interested to see because they have a new coach. So Bowling Green has a new women's coach this year. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, their old women's coach... Matter of fact, came here to MSU and is taking over Michigan State's team. So I'm excited for that as well. Go green. Go white. But I'm excited to see what this Bowling Green team is able to do because that's a really good record. Um, You know, I always love seeing the battle of um, I-75 with Bowling Green and UT. So I think it'll be a fun season. Oh, absolutely. And I I can't argue with that. I think because they have a new coach, I didn't feel comfortable picking them. Mm -hmm. Um, And Toledo... I'm just rooting against him at this point. They've won too many times. <laughs> they do dominate. They not. They dominate um, the MAC for the most part. You know, I respect them, but mm-hmm. I I gotta go with Ball State here. Uh, Ball State took third last year. They were 25 and nine. Um, their road record was where they really struggled. They went nine yeah. and six. Um, and I think as soon as they figure out how to clean that up, Ball State's gonna go to the tournament next year. Um, oh, you're putting it out there. I, I'm putting it okay, out there. I okay. think if they can clean up their road record. They, yeah, uh, they've got a tournament bid, um, or at very least a conference, a regular season conference title. Okay. Um, because yeah, who knows what happens in March in the tournaments? That it's is true. Just it's March. Yeah, I also Heck, wish Buffalo could go. That is true. <laughs> I also am going to put it out there that I wish the MAC got more than one bid. <laughs> that's that's very true. Throw that out there. Also, Toledo and Bowling Green both deserved it last year. A hundred percent. No question. Mm-hmm. Um. We had a 29-win team and a 30-win team. Like, why? Right. And and looking at it, usually the MAC is a 12 seed that upsets a 5 seed. I think mm-hmm. that deserves to be looked at more, and I believe that maybe it should be seeded with a little bit higher I agree. Um, preference there. Also, plugging conference expand or uh, tournament expansion, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. On the men's side. It's a kind of similar situation. I think there should have been two last year. I agree. Um, Just because they are so close and they usually do well enough in the tournament that they deserve that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I know Kent State made the tournament 13 seed last year. I think Toledo should have made the tournament last year. Toledo should always make the tournament. Um, <laughs> both of them had 26 wins. They were both fun teams to watch. Came down to the tournament itself or to the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to pick Toledo to win it this year. I Yeah. Yep. Kent State, I, I have a bad feeling. I'm just getting the vibe, you mm-hmm. know. This is off of no statistics, no anything. It's just yeah. a vibe that, like, Kent State won't be able to hold on to that. I think Toledo's taken it. Mm-hmm. Um, Toledo has not made the tournament significantly in a while. Yeah. Um, and I think they last year was their year, and Kent State took it from them. And I think this year's got to be the year, right? Like, yes. No, I'm gonna go on a uh, you know, Toledo homeland rant real quick. So oh, no. I'm picking Toledo as well. It has to be their year. Every single like. Within my memory, almost every single year, they have been the number one seed in the conference tournament because they dominate the conference in season for the most part. Every single time they lose, either in the conference championship or the conference final four, they deserve to go to the tournament. And it it pains me every year they don't. So I'm hoping that this is their year. They have really good coach who is continuously producing conference championships. So why not get a tournament championship? Why not go into March and, you know, cause some upsets? MAC teams typically do cause upsets also. Mm-hmm. I remember two years ago when OU ended up winning their first game in the tournament. Yeah. Also really exciting. I mean, they were yeah. just a great team. They had, what, 30 wins already? Yeah. Like, yep. And they weren't even the number one seed in the conference tournament. That was but, Toledo. But um, it was Toledo. <laughs> so I, um, it, it has to be their year. For, for the sake of... It's Toledo. It has to be their year. So I have to pick them. Super excited, though. Love Mac basketball. Super fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's always fun. They definitely are a conference that deserves two, two uh, tournament bids there. And yes. Never get them, even though they keep regularly getting the upsets. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's about time we see two tournament bids there. Take one away from the Big Ten because we don't need the seventh place team in the Big Ten to make the tournament. I'm sorry. Yeah, as much as I love the Big Ten, there's some teams who do make the tournament that I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into Ohio Valley, um, and then we'll jump into Big Ten at the end. <laughs> there. Um, Ohio Valley on the women's side, Tennessee Tech won it last year. They were 21 and 10, um, and it was a pretty close battle. Mm-hmm. Um, for first there with Little Rock and Eastern Illinois. Um, both of them were 20 or 21 wins, you know, a lot of good, a lot of good games there. So I'm picking Little Rock personally. Um, I like Little Rock. I think, mm-hmm. I don't think Tennessee Tech is going to hold on to it. Um, they lost as a 16 seed last year, so it's not terribly significant to the tournament, but I think Little Rock can make it next year. I'm going to hold out for Tennessee Tech. I think they can do it again. Um, But again, you know, it could be either team. Records are close, you know. So I would like to see them do it again, you know. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. I'll be honest. I wouldn't mind either way. Um, Yeah. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to Ohio Valley. Um, They're usually 16 seeds on the men's and women's side. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Ohio Valley can't seem to get a win anywhere in there. um, Yeah. I just don't see significance in placing. I agree. You know, one team above another. I like Little Rock, though. They're fun. Um, On the men's side, similar story. Um, Southeast Missouri State actually won 
the Ohio Valley, there was some a uh, little bit of mixing up in the conference tournament because Southeast Missouri State actually went 17 and 17 was their overall record, and they made the tournament. Um, so that was interesting. Um, Moorhead State won the Ohio Valley regular season, and I think they're going to take it next year. I think, honestly, Southeast Missouri State winning it was a fluke. Good for them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we love to see that kind of thing, but I think Moorhead State's just going to take it next year. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I do like, again, I do like a good tournament upset, though, so I think that's pretty cool. But, yeah, I just think Moorhead State is pretty, pretty heads and, you know, shoulders above everybody else. So, yeah, yeah that's it'll be fair. a good year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're above anyone else that by that much. You know, they had eighteen, in, they had an eighteen and twelve record compared to a seventeen seventeen. You know, mm-hmm. everyone was pretty good, but I, uh, I think Morehead State's gonna take it again next year. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into the Big Ten. Okay, now I'm really excited again. So I'm, <laughs> I'm reading yours, and there's one notable team missing from your women's side. But let's just go over who was in the tournament for everyone else. Um, Indiana was a one seed last year on the women's side. Iowa a two, Maryland a two, Ohio State a three, Michigan a six, Purdue an eleven, Illinois an eleven. So on the women's side, Big Ten had what seven teams. They were relatively dominant all mm-hmm. year. Yep, a lot of them made it pretty far in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of questions here. Yeah. Um, the big one is. Who did you pick? Because I didn't <laughs> know who to pick. All of these teams, especially Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, Ohio State, Michigan, all of them felt like they could win it next year. I No, um, I agree. Maybe yep. not Michigan. Michigan... Depends on the year. Michigan yeah. is consistently a good team for the Big Ten. However, they, they were a good team for the Big Ten. However, they just can never get pushed over that hump of being the number one team. Yeah. Consistently solid, consistently good. Yeah, they'll but. make the tournament, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I don't see them winning the Big Ten next year. No, I don't either. Who do you see winning it? Okay, this was really difficult, but I'm going with Ohio State. So hmm. Ohio State was dominant at the beginning of the season. I think the end of this season, they they started, they struggled. They struggled at the end. So I'm hoping they fix the issues they found towards the end of the season they won their first, you know, 19. They literally were undefeated for the first 19 games of the season. They had seven total losses. Um, notable wins against Tennessee, who was ranked number five, which was their first game. Uh, they beat Michigan twice. And then they ended up splitting with Indiana. And they beat mm-hmm. Indiana, I think, their last game of the season. Yeah, Indiana, who ended up being a one seed. Right. Yeah. So I think there's tremendous potential at Ohio State. And I really would like to see them... Do some do some good stuff. Um, I'm also gonna throw out. I we talked about it earlier. I'll be interested to see how Michigan State does this year with a new coach, mm-hmm. some new recruits who followed the old BGSU coach followed her here. Yep. So I'm really excited. One of them happens to be from Toledo. Um, from a very good BGSU team that we yes. talked about earlier. You know. Yes. So I'm really excited to see how MSU does this year. But I'm ultimately gonna go with Ohio State. That's fair. Um. I definitely did not go with Ohio State. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had a very hard time with Indiana, Iowa, and Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Indiana can hold on to it again. Yeah. Um, I had to go with Maryland. So That's a good pick. I'm not going to lie. It's a Maryland, really good pick. Maryland, they were 28-7 last year. Three of their losses came at neutral. Um, 
and they just they had a little bit of a rough time towards the end of the season as well. Mm-hmm. But they were very consistent all throughout the season, and they were just very a very strong team. Mm-hmm. Um, very good at shooting, very good at defense. I think it'll be interesting to see them up against a lot of these Big Ten teams this year. I think they're going to be one to watch. I really don't know. The Big Ten is so so well mixed among the women's side. Yeah. Um, like even the worst team, Northwestern, had nine and twenty-one record. Like that wasn't. That's not. I mean, that's not an absurdly bad record. Yeah. You know. So I I'm interested to see how some of these teams will do, but. I, I want to note that we have two notable absences from our two <laughs> picks, that being Indiana and Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bigger one being Iowa just because of their tournament performance and the hype around this season. Mm-hmm. Um, how? What do you? What's going through your mind here, Kylie? Yeah. I know what's going through my mind. Yeah. So with Iowa, I love Caitlin Clark. She is a phenomenal player. I mean, she is so exciting to watch. She's really brought shooting back into the women's game and shooting from deep. I mean, a lot of time they try to focus on post game, which I absolutely, I love post game. Um, women's side needs more focus on shooting. She's kind of really bringing that back, especially in young, young girls. Um, however, they did graduate a lot of her support. Um, I forget her name. One of their notable players who I think she averaged a double double with rebounds and points all season. Um, she, facilitated a lot of assists from Caitlin Clark. So she graduated. She's gone. Um, I just think that Iowa lost a lot of support. And I think as good as Caitlin Clark is, any good player needs some form of support around them. So that's kind of my reasoning behind not picking them. And then Indiana, I think, was the first one seed to lose in the tournament. And they, to me, they were yes. a very odd one seed. I did not expect them to be that good in the Big Ten last year. Um, and then I saw they ranked one, and I was like, wait a minute. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have picked them as a one seed last year. Yep. They should have been a two right with Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, I don't know if they really lost anyone. I don't know if they picked up anybody big. But I just think they were an odd team last year to be in the top eight of you know for the tournament. So I think it'll be interesting this year, but I just don't think either of those teams as a whole have it in them to win the Big Ten. I think they'll both make the tournament. And I think they'll both probably do well. I just don't think they have what it takes to be at the top of the Big Ten. I hope they prove me wrong, but, you know. Yeah, I think Iowa, for me as well, is they're really hyping themselves up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're playing one of their first games at the football stadium. Which they're is so Kinnick, cool. Which is great. I love it. But... At the same time, I think they're building up too much of a hype for themselves and they might be getting in their own heads a little too much. And I yeah. worry about that throughout the season. Mm-hmm. If they come across one or two early losses, they're going to have yeah. a really tough time mentally getting mm-hmm. back into it um, to be that top team in the Big Ten. Yeah, and they just have to, hopefully they picked up some kids with a post game because a lot of these teams have post have a good post game. So they're going to have to find someone that can match that and defend it. Yep. For sure. Um, on the men's side. Though. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so last year, <laughs> there were eight tournament teams yep. from the Big Ten on the men's side, um, which felt fairly unreasonable to me, mm-hmm. um, especially considering a lot of these teams had just okay records, and there were teams from such as the MAC that probably should add two teams. Yeah. In. And I was going to argue 
some of those other conferences like Conference USA also deserved a second team. And we all saw how that went because they went Final Four Mm -hmm. um, and NIT champion. One of those conferences that deserved less was Big Ten last year. They had Purdue at number one seed, Indiana at four, Michigan State at seven, Northwestern at seven, Maryland at eight, Iowa at eight, Illinois at nine, and Penn State at ten. That's a lot of teams. First of all, Purdue should not have been a one seed, as we saw in retrospect. Yep. Um, Definitely, definitely a very single-powered team that once Mm -hmm. you found their weakness, it was nice and easy to defeat them, and I don't think they're winning again next year. I agree with you. Because now everyone knows their weakness. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think, personally, my opinion, Michigan (laughs) State, I mean, as a Spartan, I have to pick Michigan State. Real. But if I wasn't a Spartan looking outside in, you got to pick Michigan State. Yeah. Looking at the recruits they've got, looking at everyone returning, looking at the end of the season last year compared to the beginning, mm-hmm. everything's looking up. And as long as there's no injury, as long as there's no anything wild yeah. that happens, you know, um, I pray that we don't have to worry about another coaching scandal. I think Izzo's pretty solidly in there Literally for us. Love I'm that not man. worried about him. Um, but I think Michigan State can take that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other team I'm looking at, though, is also Penn State. Um, yeah. And I know I said they shouldn't have made the tournament last year, and I'll stand by that. But at the same time, Penn State really looked good towards the end of the season last year, them and Rutgers both, um, and had mm-hmm. some really good wins towards the very end. So I think it's worth looking at Penn State, worth watching them. Yeah. Because they're going to have some big upsets um, early season against some of these Big Ten teams that were supposed to be really good. And I think they're going to surprise some people this year. Maybe not conference champs, um, but definitely ones to watch for the tournament. Yeah. No, I agree. The Big Ten is always just such a fun conference because anyone can beat anyone on any given day. And that's why I like it so much. I know. We saw Northwestern make the tournament, and that was just not expected. Mm-hmm. If you had told me that at the beginning of the season, I would have I would have laughed at you probably. Completely laughed. Like there's no question. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's where I'm at. Do I think Michigan State is going to do so, so well? Absolutely. But I can't always be agreeing with Colin. So um, fair, fair. as a state student, I am, you know, I'm so excited for basketball season. But so here's where I'm at. I have Maryland. So they were 22 and 13, you know. An okay record for the for the Big Ten. I think it's an okay record. That's a pretty reasonable record. Yeah, um, they have quite a few returners. I think the only notable thing is they don't have a big man at the moment. But if they recruited a pretty good big man, I can see them doing some damage in the Big Ten. Um, I think they end up losing to Houston in the tournament, which Houston or Alabama, one of the two. Yeah, uh, I, which is a fair loss. I mean, one seed's both really good. Um, but I'm I'm excited to watch them. I think that they can do something pretty good this year if they if they get a good big man. Um, I, I also I feel like they were pretty good without a big man last. I agree. Year. They and were a team that worried me a little bit when we played them. Yep, I remember. Um, yeah, I was always honest, like, oh no. <laughs> that was that was a little tighter of a game than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And I think I can agree with you that they're going to be good. Yeah, I don't I see them taking the the don't. the conference, but I think they're going to be good. Um, so my, another team I have written down here is um, Ohio State. Really? Yes. And I, I'm telling you, it's not because I'm from Ohio. I promise. Um, so they were really young last year and, you know, during the most, 
I'd say probably the first half season, it was rough. But that's what you get with a young team. Now they have that experience under their belt. They have at least their first or second year under their belt. Um, they started looking up towards the end of the season. I know they gave MSU a run for their money on senior day, which yep. I was not happy about. Yep. Um, and so, in the Big yeah, Ten tournament. And in the Big Ten tournament. So I really think that, you know, they're going to be a team to watch this year. I know that they've had pretty good teams in the past, but I'm really excited to see what they do. Just because uh, now they have some more experience, I think their coaches found some issues that they need to resolve, you know, with their play style or with their defense, but I'm really excited to see how they do. Um, so, yeah, I have them written down. Again, go green. Got to go with Michigan State, too. I don't think Purdue will end up on top this year. Um, Indiana, I don't really know. They lost Trace Jackson, Jackson Davis. Yeah, Indiana feels like one of those teams that they had a couple we kids drafted. lost track of them at the end of last year mm-hmm. um, just because they were losing some guys. And yeah. Now, they could be good, but yeah, we I don't just don't have know. a good picture for so. how Indiana is going to be. We'll see a few weeks into the season, you know. Mm-hmm. How they're doing in that non-conference play. Yeah. All I can say is I'm so excited for Big Ten basketball, men's and women's all around, and I can't wait for the season to start. Absolutely. All right. Well, that brings us to Full Court Press. So next week, we'll jump right in with eight more conferences. We'll do a similar thing. Uh, we'll try to rock through them. Should be a good time. We'll maybe have Derek back. Hopefully. Derek's been sick for the past few weeks. We so. miss you. We uh, will hopefully have him back. We'll have some more conversations there. But let's go full court press. All right. Uh, Kylie, if you want to go first or I can, yeah. whoever wants to. I can to. go first. That's yeah, fine. Go for it. It's kind of more of a rant than anything. But um, so I'm going to talk about the importance of stretching. So oh, um, stretching and warming up. So here's a, a little background. I um, I kind of maybe potentially have blown out my knee um, while I was playing volleyball this week. I guess I must, must not have stretched properly. So I'm going to talk about this. So the best way to help injury, like prevent injuries, is to stretch and warm up. And I'm going to put major emphasis on that just because as an athlete, I always took advantage of, oh, like, you know, I don't need to stretch. And a lot of players I played with from many different backgrounds, kind of the same thing, which is not healthy and you should definitely stretch. Um, but I think that it helps get your muscles worn up for the game. You're going to be more ready to move. You know, you're not going to be feeling any of that. I know they talk about like lactic acid or whatever build up. Um, just get stretched up, warm up f- with shots or with things that you're going to be doing in game. I don't like to see outrageous warm ups where everyone's at the half court line who, you know, isn't going to be taking a potential end of game shot and everyone's just chucking shots up from there. I don't think that's smart. You know, make sure you get down. If you're a post player, work on your post moves. Maybe move out a little bit, work on some mid-range. However, stay within what you're going to be doing. I think teams should warm up some rebounding also um, pregame just so players are going to be able to hold on to the ball better <laughs> when they're trying to rebound in-game. No, but I just, it's really important on how you warm up and your mindset when you're warming up. So I think if you're thinking about what you're going to do for the game, you're picturing, you know, things that you're going to that are going to be happening, you know, how you're going to handle certain situations. I think that's also very productive for players. So, that's my little rant. Um stay safe out there, for real. Yeah, that's that's definitely an important thing to bring up. Um that I don't think we've brought up like that's pre-game that stretching, that warming up. 
Um, I know as a runner, I do not stretch and warm up nearly as much as I should. That's bad for you, Colin. Um, I have a half marathon this weekend, and I will be stretching and warming up for that. <laughs> um, and I probably should stretch and warm up for my other runs this week as well, as yeah. well as all of my other runs. So thank you for that reminder, Kylie. You're uh, welcome. I got your back. <laughs> definitely appreciate that. You got my back, but not your knees. So, yeah, you real. <laughs> um, I'm going to take a different, different uh, look at some stuff because of some rumors that are coming out of the pack tw- the pack 2 and the mountain west <laughs> this past week um pack 2 so for football there have been rumors about relegation between the two conferences um and i think that's very interesting and i personally don't like it that's funny um, so you know it's great i i think that if the pack 2 and the mountain west combine it'll be a good conference it'll be fun to watch mm-hmm. i think they are, you know, the Mountain West is already one of the better basketball conferences. I think they take that power six spot um, pretty easily. They had four bids last year. Yeah. Oregon State, Washington State are usually relatively good teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they deserve that. Um, but in the football world, um, relegation is not going to be the right move because you can't have upsets. Yeah. Um, and that I feel like having relegation between the two conferences is good in concept, except that you really are, you know, displacing rivalries every few years. You are, you know, having some teams that switch conferences every year, practically for a few years, Mm -hmm. you have, you run the risk of these teams that are, you know, really good dropping down to a lower conference and just dominating the next year. Um, and I just worry about some of that stretching into the basketball world. Yeah. Because there's no longer a cohesion on what a conference is. Right. Um, so that's that's where I'm at there. And I know that's not a very long full court press, <laughs> but the news has come out about that. And I'm just trying to process it. Like, what are they going to do about basketball? What are they going to do about um especially men's and women's basketball yeah um separately how are they going to create that that cohesion within the conference especially when you know a tv deal is going to be different for football and all Mm -hmm. of that yeah Um, i worry a little bit about how that league is going to play out hopefully well i'm hoping the best but i just don't know if it's going to be yeah happening yeah so all right well I think that's all for us this week. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Check the net on Impact 89FM. Let us know what you think by connecting with the station on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at WDBM and at Impact 89FM. Um, just a reminder that this will be our first full basketball season and we're crazy excited. Um, the next few weeks will be a similar format to today's with our conference predictions and that'll lead us right into the preseason games. This season's madness is only just beginning, and we can't wait to talk about it more next week on Check the Net. Thanks for joining us.